Well, hey guys, welcome to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. Really excited about today's episode as I'm actually interviewing JC Rodriguez. He is a content creator. You can call him a social media influencer. We get into it, but at this point he has 1.1 million subscribers and followers across his different platforms. He talks a lot about money. That's been his focus even out of college. And so we get into life in the meantime. How do you balance this career that's a little bit different? How do you make sure that you have a stable, healthy mindset and you have good practices and ultimately what's your advice to people chasing their dreams going after the thing they feel like they are called to go after even if it's not content creating whatever it is and he touches on a few of those pieces and so I really think that you are going to enjoy my conversation with JC so here it is all right guys well hey I am here with JC Rodriguez and uh, this guy is crushing it but he's also just a really cool dude I got to connect with you right off the bat at the Dave Ramsey influencer event which you can talk even more about because those are my opening questions uh, but we sat on the bus and I was just like so what do you do and you're like I'm a content creator and you know you're just kind of like okay awesome and then you know you we go and exchange instas and all that and i'm like oh like he really is uh so jc is uh at a spot where he has over all his different platforms he has 1.1 million subscribers and so that's pretty impressive uh so jc welcome to the life in the meantime podcast what is up man yeah it was dope meeting you over at the ramsey events honestly i i uh, I, li- I i felt your energy i liked your energy like first impression I was like oh this guy's dope yeah he sat right next to you on the bus sure. I thought you were like my age yeah well thank <laughs> yeah. you that means a lot yeah so tell us tell us three things real quick uh where you're from how old you are and maybe something big that's happened in your life lately all right so right now I'm based out of Orlando Florida I grew up here my whole life um I lived in Las Vegas for a couple of years after high school but then came right back I'm 23 years old and to some people's surprise, I just got married about five months ago today. So that's the phase of life I'm in. It's just a lot of learning, a lot of um, building up ourselves professionally, my wife and I, and also getting to know each other more. So we're, we're chilling right now as just two adults, no kids, and we're going to see how long we can stay in this phase. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, that's awesome. That was kind of one of the first things we talked about right away. And I remember we were in a group of people. Like for me, the influencer event was a, something that was kind of new for me. I haven't been in a lot of those situations, I guess. And with my college pastor like background, as we were in a group talking and you were telling us like, hey, we've been married three months. My first question was, how many fights have you guys had so far? You know, which I think everyone was like, wait, why are you asking that? But I was like, I just know that when younger people get married, it's a, you're scared to maybe admit it, right? Because you're like, wait, is there something wrong with us? Uh, and B, no one's probably asking you that. And it's you're not broken and you're really normal if you are having to figure out some things that you didn't expect you'd have to figure out. And so that's just part of marriage. That's part of life. And so super uh, proud of you just for all the steps you're taking in life and doing it at a really young age. We're going to get into like, you know, your success as a content creator, also uh, kind of how you ended up 
getting into that, that you actually had a different plan and almost content creation was in a, almost a plan B, not necessarily, but like kind of happened that way. And then we'll talk about the future and, um, your focus is around money and that's what your focus is for your content and what you care about in helping people in life. And so we're going to talk a little bit about money, um, when it comes to even your philosophy and things, and then just a few silly fun questions at the end, but let's get started. Uh, you know, you've had, like we said, 1.1 million followers. That is, uh, that's great success. And so what are some of the significant factors that maybe led to you to go down that path? Yeah, to be honest, it was a, it was quite a long journey. You know, my, I grew up with a couple older brothers and we were always making videos growing up. Like there's, there's footage of me, like from like a webcam that's connected to your desktop. And it was us like, acting out fight scenes and just trying to make skits and and like act things out because we were we were already kind of like watching online internet videos and youtube back in like when it first came out in 06 07 and from there i feel like i've always had that like childhood childlike dream of like man making videos online that would be dope but as i grew up honestly um I start. I start realizing. I'm like, hmm, maybe. Uh, maybe that's not for me. I feel like the people who are on the internet are super talented. Can sing. They can dance. They have some crazy talent that they share. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't really have any of those. So maybe I'll just stick to being a consumer and just make videos for fun on the side. Um, and it wasn't until 2020, after I like, I. Uh, Graduated high school, went out and served a mission for my church, met a lot of people, came back, um, that I realized, huh, you know, I started seeing these videos of people on the street talking to strangers, and I realized they weren't exactly the most eloquent, or they weren't super talented or had a, a crazy skill or anything. They were just very normal people, and I felt, you know what, let me hop back into this, because I think there's actually a space for me here now. <laughs> it doesn't right. require you to do some crazy... Um, crazy prank or something, you know, to actually make it big or to make an impact. And so I just started doing, doing and trying all kinds of video formats, not even around the topic of finance. I, I used to have this series where I asked people what their lock screen was. Did super well. N not Nothing that I'm passionate about. I enjoy talking to people and talking to strangers in, in that sense, but... Um, I wanted to bring more value to my audience outside of just entertainment. And so that's when I settled on something that I've always been around and I've always talked about, which is personal finance. And so once I honed in on like that niche and on my specific edge with it, that's when things really started taking off because people had a reason to follow because I actually stuck to a consistent topic or us specific value ads so now yeah now people are like okay if i follow him i'm gonna get finance kind of videos not lock screen and what song are you listening to and just random you know <laughs> anything so that's probably my biggest takeaway to beginning creators is to hone in on a specific topic but also find what your unique take is on it yeah yeah, that's really good. I think that, you know, obviously I'm I'm working at it and trying to create more of a presence. And I've, I looked back at my Instagram over the last like five years and I was like, oh, 
like I've been doing this. I'm just now making it very clear, like this is really what I'm doing, you know. I think for you, one of the things that just comes off right away is you have really good social skills, you have a great smile, uh, and you have really strong communication abilities. So um, I just think those things come out because of it being something that you're passionate about. And I think you're right. I think we're going to get into even what's your advice, right? But I think for so many people, what happens is it's like, well, here's one video that took off. I halfway like it. I don't love it as much as the other things that don't get as much, you know, traction. But I guess I'll just pour into being this person since this is the video people liked. And then it's that classic, like you become a character of yourself and you're even if you have success, you're not going to enjoy it later anyway. And I think that is real life. Yeah. That happens in real life, too. If you're a certain way around a certain group of people like we, that's going to wear you out. So I think the goal is, I mean, we have heard this so many times in life, but it's like you got to stay true to who you really are for me. Um, it's always like people are like, well, what do you like talking about? And I'm like, well, I love talking about faith. I do like talking about money. I love talking about physical health. I like talking about relationships. Like, so those, that's going to be, I'm going to have a very wide breadth, but it's always, I would say for me, it's connected to like personal growth, you know? Um, okay. So, you know, you kind of realized you could do this and had some confidence, found your niche. What was like a couple things that, you, you even kind of mentioned it, but what were a couple of things where you were like, no, this really could work? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'll get into that after I want to comment first on what you talked about with, um, not just being a character. Cause I think this is really important to, um, making your, whatever career or dream you want to be a reality. So I don't know. I feel like growing up, you don't want to be in a group where you're just a character. And we know those people in our like social groups were like oh he's just he's the funny guy or he's the he's the awkward dude that um we just kind of laugh at sometimes because right. he does funny things like you, you there's an emphasis on being the main character nowadays <laughs> especially in my generation mm -hmm. and i think the reason for that is because you know you want to be known more for just you want to be known for more than just one little thing and that's why it's important to focus on a, a topic but then also let your personality shine throughout it because honestly for most man on the street videos there's no personality coming from the interviewer like it's literally just what are you listening to yeah oh, okay but then mo most of the entertainment just comes from the person you're talking to and so for me that's what i i wanted to emphasize on my videos is like all right i I mean, I know you're watching for this guy I'm interviewing, but you know, let me put in my two cents. Let me show a little personality, a little smile, and see how that could make my content more different. So I appreciate you pointing that out. Like, thanks for uh, saying that I have good social skills. Honestly, I think that came from just me serving as a missionary um, for my church for two years. So I was like knocking on doors, talking to people on the street all the time, every day, every hour. And that it, it translated really well. And so once I started making content, like, honestly, it was just like, it was just all consistency. And I remember there was one month where I went from 1,000 subscribers on YouTube to 100,000 in 30 days. Crazy. Wow, dude. That's Especially crazy. for me. And what the difference between that month and the 10 other years before I hit this was because I literally, I woke up every morning at like 5 a.m. while I was still in college. So before class, I'd wake up 
edit one of my shorts real quick and make sure to upload something each and every day, seven days a week. And after just going ham with that, that's when everything really took off. I don't know if it's the algorithm algorithm, or just the audience appreciating uh, a regular scheduled show. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's really good. So your video that has that you posted 10 months ago that has 850,000 views, is that were you already in the spot where you were like, hey, I have some because on YouTube, you have 400 plus thousand subscribers. Was that video one that helped catapult that or were you already there? Which one? Which video? The college you're at Harvard and you're asking about student debt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it actually was not that video. That one helped, but a lot of it, a lot of the growth came from shorts. And I would say for any creator, it's important nowadays to be what you call a hybrid creator where you make both long form videos like the Harvard one and then short form videos on the side because there's a ton of growth that comes from shorts, but to really hone in on a community and deepening your relationship with them, that's where you need long form videos. So even though that one popped, it was not the... Uh, was not the catalyst for all the, <laughs> the so that's a really good point and that is where i say i struggle we just talked about it right before this is creating long form because i'm using my phone right now it gives me the best look um but when i make something i'm like oh, i don't feel like turning it and making it again and creating this longer thing you know <laughs> Do you, what's your, cause you make your long form and then you cut that. But my problem is getting it in the right size where it still looks like a good resolution. So this is very like tactical. So are you using like mm -hmm. a really nice camera or do you use your phone or what? So what I do now is I make, I have a different mind for long form and sh for short form. So if I go out and shoot content, I'll, it'll be specifically for short form. And I want, if I want to shoot a long form video, I'll go and do a uh, separate shoot for long form. Um, that's what I've been doing recently. Um, but it's cause I'm not doing like a podcast format like this. A podcast would be great for filming and then cutting it. Um, but honestly, I would say if you're starting off, it's always helpful to try out your ideas with short form because at least you get immediate feedback right there and you don't invest so much hours and days into one long form video to flop. At least you can test the concept with short form first, and then you can somehow turn that into a long form video. That's really good. I feel like that was a very uh, important piece of information. At least that's something I'm gonna anchor to, cause that way you don't, cause you do, you know how hard it is to make a video, pour everything into it, and then you're like, wow, nobody cared, right? <laughs> like, and it's not that nobody cares, it's just there's something about it that's not, connecting okay that's good we can touch more on that and, stuff in a second oh, yeah um yeah. i think it's important too like you said a you always dabbled in creating but you never really like it wasn't like like mr beast on youtube was like 14 years old and he was like i'm going to be a youtube creator period so what was your original plan and because this is what also has you anchored to finance in general so what was kind of that original plan so funny enough, when I first started college and throughout my whole life beforehand, I told everyone I was going to be a doctor. So I was even a, like a pre-med major. Wow. Not until I just met, I, I, until I actually started talking to doctors and I realized what their lifestyle was like, because I wanted to be a straight up orthopedic surgeon. And, uh, I don't know. It just seemed like the, the right choice as an Asian American. <laughs> it seemed nice and 
nice and stable and just something that, you know, everyone approves of automatically. But, you know, honestly, once I actually went out into the world and started networking and speaking to doctors, but also talking to business owners and financial advisors and people in that world, I decided to make the pivot at around 20 years old. Once I already had two years of college down, I changed my major and I was on my way to be a financial advisor. And the plan was to be an advisor and to just make content on the side because I still loved creating. I liked that output. All the way up until I graduated college, I got licensed to be an advisor. There's like four different tests you need to take and I was studying for them. And as I was getting onboarded onto a financial advising firm, they called me into a meeting with the owners and they addressed me um, on my, about my, my content and my social media presence. And we, we eventually came to a, a turning point or like a crossroads where they asked, you know, one, you could either stop making content so that you can work for us because we don't want to risk our, our business on something you post online, you know, or you could pay a compliance officer or someone to look over every single thing you upload and manage whatever you say so that you don't say anything that's not compliant because there's a bunch of federal regulations over financial advisors and (laughs) to pay for a a compliance officer would cost a few grand a month so that was my little kick in the pants to just go full-time all in on this social media creator influencer life because for me even in the end if it doesn't work out i can always go back to being a financial advisor so why not just ride the momentum i had with this and it's, right it's i was i better. was yeah i was telling my buddy about you and uh he went and followed you um he was like oh i've seen him before and i was like dude nice. that's cool um but it's kind of saying like <laughs> jc has a great plan b like it because i asked you that at the rams event i was like what happens if it just stops no more social media and you were like oh that's easy i would just go back to being a cpa you know and so um that's pretty cool you know as the content creator you even mentioned it you were waking up at 5 a.m in college to create and stuff but now as you are married and you know are making a decent income from your creating you know and also just the other things you're hoping for in the future how have you balanced life as a content creator? What are some of your rhythms that help keep you healthy? You know, what's the mindset in making sure that this doesn't destroy you? Or, you know, some of the things we've seen before. You know, what's funny is people decide to become a content creator so that they have control over their schedule and to avoid the nine to five. And then once life starts happening and they start building a family, then they want to try to make their career as close to a nine to five as possible. Yeah. And for me, <laughs> just cause it just works with everyone else's schedule, to be honest. Right. And I, I think it's funny too, that, um, people think that they need to hold off on certain life chapters, like getting married or having kids because they're like trying to grow their, their creator business or whatever business they have. Honestly, though, I I love watching people who are more in my position, who have families and are also growing and building something because I don't I don't think that's a requirement to like to go ham or to do something you're passionate about. Like you just get you just get people around you that are also supportive of you doing your passion. Um, So when it comes to the rhythm of my life, 
I would wake up at 5 a.m. still if I wasn't going to bed later because I don't want to be that guy going to bed at 9 p.m. every night. Guilty as um, charged. So I'll still, I'll wake up at 6.30. <laughs> we go to bed so yeah, early. I, bro, I, I hear John Deloney always talk about like protecting your sleep or like love yourself enough to get seven to eight hours of sleep. So I'm trying to stick to that. Yeah, dude, it's uh, for me, the goal, when I look at the clock, it's, it's eight. I'm shooting for eight every night. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. That's good. Well, we have a kid and then my wife's pregnant again. So it's just like, it's just easier. It's easier to be well rested. Oh, that's solid. So yeah, actually for me, when it comes to, we try to go to bed around like 10, 30, 11. Like that's, that's solid because usually I try to wake up at 6.30 a.m. I usually take the morning to myself to journal and like read scriptures for at least 30 minutes or so. And sometimes just I just end up waking up early and just sitting on the couch and like staring off <laughs> into, at the wall or something, just trying to avoid my phone. And from there, I go to the gym, get a workout in for like an hour, and then I'll come home and start working. So... I'll try to go well, up until so I love PM. that you um, cut off time speaking yeah. right to the things that I'm constantly talking about and I think what happens is we've all heard about morning routines and things and I think you waking up at 6:30 is not much different than you waking up at five there's not really you don't really have a reason to you know that's kind of what I tell people too it's like well I need to wake up at five because successful people do I'm like do what is going to help you be successful, not necessarily just mimic someone else. Right. So the fact that you're doing, you know, morning yeah. time with God and then you're working out and just kind of, even if it's just a moment of just like, Hey, I'm just going to sit here and rest. Like I think being anchored to those practices are crucial to so much of the other success that you have. And so it's not necessarily doing those things creates the success, but it does help you move in the direction of making them happen, right? And I think that when I talk to someone who feels like their life's a little chaotic, typically their sleep rhythms, their morning time is also chaotic. And so I'm like, hey, just start there and get going, you know? So I think that's really good. When it comes to yeah. being married now, it's been five months, but you guys were dating you know, kind of as you were on this content creating path, what kind of impact has she made on your career? What is it? What does it look like between you guys? Yo, dude, uh, my wife now at the time when she was my girlfriend, she, she was the one that told me to start making content again. Cause I told her I had the idea of like, you know what? I should start making videos. Cause I see all these socially awkward kids my age also on YouTube and I feel like I can do it. And she's like, go on ahead. She even bought me a lens for my first camera. Nice. And she's been supportive ever since I uh, I started sharing these ideas and these dreams with her. So it was really, it was great for me. And of course, now we're enjoying the perks of it, <laughs> of that of that kind of work. Like going on these trips that are like paid for by brands and things. And also just enjoying the time we have together now. Because I know this, this season of our life is is pretty limited where we both don't have too many obligations. I'm working from home. She's a student right now. So we're just trying to enjoy it as much as we can until she starts heading off to work, which is really soon. And we might not have as much time. So yeah, career wise too, right now, she helps me film a ton. Oh, sweet. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's um, oh, also, that's also one of the, with, what'd you say? 
yeah I'm, I'm sorry when it comes to like making the videos too she's like a great filter of what's good content or not because i'll make a tiktok or a youtube video i'll show it to her and i'll like watch her eyes if they like zone off or just like get bored that's when i know i need to make some edit or some kind of change to the video in order to keep her retention yeah that's a that's a really good tip too like show stuff to your friends and see how they respond you know I know when I make something and I show yeah. a friend before I post it, and if I feel like it's so hard because when you're editing, you're watching the same thing hundreds of times. But like when I'm showing them and watching it, I'm like, trust me, it's about to get good if it's boring right now. You know, like I'm always worried about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, that's cool. So just super involved, obviously. So before we move on to just kind of future conversation, because we're not going to take a whole lot much more time. What have been some of the drawbacks? Has, has there been any or kind of like just negatives that come with being a content creator? Um, a lot of pros. <laughs> well, sick. I would just say, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the cons here. Oh, okay. As a content creator, you have, if it's a, it's a naturally lonely job. So you have to be really intentional about trying to have some kind of social life or some kind of co-worker relationship so lately i've been joining different communities to um basically get around my co-workers and have reasons to hop on calls with them we started coordinating creator meetups here in orlando so now once a month all us creators who are just working by our loans themselves like we'll all meet up and have some food and uh learn from each other so drawback is naturally you have to be you're editing by yourself and filming a lot by yourself. So you just have to be really intentional about socializing and getting around other people because as a creator, the way you level up is really just by talking to people who have leveled up. And that really turns mm. your dream into more of a reality because you're actually talking to people who have done it. And that was a big, that was a big wall for me. Like I did not know anyone who was actually making a career out of making social media content and not until I actually met people who were doing that did I actually believe it myself and then that belief led me to actually doing it. That's really good and that's a perk of me talking with you right now so that's kind of cool. Um, even that, <laughs> that when we were at Ramsey you were like hey man however I can help you like I'd love to help you so it's really cool because it's clear that you're like hey people have helped me along the way I want to continue to do the same thing you know. Um, I think the loneliness thing, I can definitely, so it was two years ago that I jumped into full entrepreneurship. I knew that it was going to be lonely. I was not prepared yes. for how lonely it ha has been. And that was probably the, one of the biggest struggles for me because I love being around people. I worked with my best friends and just whether it was cleaning windows for my window cleaning business or creating content, like it was, wow, I'm completely alone. And, um, definitely had to become far more intentional on figuring out ways to make sure that I wasn't alone as much and, uh, you know, scheduling lunches, coffee, things like that. Also, that's a huge part of, for me, I don't know if you've seen it and we've talked a little bit about it, but what I want the meantime group to be all about, just this place where like, Hey, I'm walking through life, getting better with other men, um, hitting, you know, mind, money, movement, but we can talk about anything. Hey, we love the Packer game this past weekend. Did you see it? Whatever, right? Like, and just creating a space that can kind of help some of that loneliness wherever you are, you know? So um, I get it. And it's something that people feel across the board. 
Hey, real quick, just wanted to take a second to once again remind you about the Meantime Group. It'll be launching after the Meantime Weekend sometime this September. If you are a guy looking for a community of people that are saying, hey, I want to grow and I want to be encouraged and I want to do that for other people as well, then this is going to be the group for you. There's going to be so many different things for us to do within this group. First of all, when you become a member, you get instant access to the membership page. This is a platform that is built all around community about engaging where we are, where we're going, how we can help another one another get there. And then also uh, two group Zoom sessions throughout the month with guest speakers, one monthly get together where we see each other in person if you are local, exclusive invites to different exercise events and different group outings. Also early access to everything that I end up putting out, whether it's an invitation to the next Meantime Weekend or any products that I sell. So if this interests you, please let me know or share it with a friend and say, hey, this is where you're going to begin to see your life move forward. You're going to be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Okay, exactly. so let's kind of move Community on to the future huge. section a little bit. You, you know, you're someone, you have a vision for your future. So in what ways right now do you feel like you're trying to steer your success, not necessarily in different directions, but just in new directions? Yeah, I feel like the life of a creator is just you keep doing what you're doing and then you know what you're doing is good and it's going to lead to opportunities, but you don't know exactly what those opportunities will be. Um, that's why you just keep putting yourself out there because once your videos are out on YouTube or on your TikTok or Instagram, that's like just your portfolio out there. And if you're offering something of value, people will reach out and honestly, it could steer your life into a different direction than you planned on. So right now... I'm just focused on building my personal brand around adulting and helping young adults with their personal finance. And with that, I'm just trying to grow it as big as I can. And then from there, I could go off and do whatever business or offer whatever product or service I'm passionate about because I'll already have a built-in audience. I'm still narrowing down what exactly that is. I don't know what that business is going to look like, but I know that I'm gonna have a community for it. So I'm just doing everything I can to just prepare myself for that time once an idea comes to me organically. Yeah, that's good, dude. Just kind of like, hey, taking it one step at a time. And with that, you know, the thing that I've been holding on to is action attracts. So you just doing something in general makes people, well, what are you doing, you know? And I think for me, what's encouraged me and helped me, I mean, I'm small potatoes over here with my content world. Uh, but pretty much every day right now I'm getting a message or a DM or a text that just says, Hey, I love what you're doing. Keep doing it, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so that alone, people are like noticing, you know, but then a couple other opportunities have can begin to spring up. And so it's like, okay, like, you know, you just keep doing what you're doing and something like you said, some kind of opportunity will open up. Yeah. Dude. Um, that's sick. I mean, that's exactly why. We both ended up at the Ramsey event, dude, like from what you're exactly. doing, what I was doing on yeah. my end, like, <laughs> yeah, and, and now it's the people we meet inspire us. Right. And that was insane. Like, again, that, I have so many new contexts now. I mean, people like you who are way further along than me. And that's just super encouraging. So let's talk specifically to that. There's a lot of people trying to make moves in their life like this, like you, but maybe not even in content 
creation space, uh, just in general, just chasing their dreams? What's just like maybe one or two like pieces of advice that you feel like this would be good for you to hold on to as you're taking steps towards your dream, your goal, whatever? Yeah. Okay. This is the good stuff. I like talking about yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because even before the whole creator thing i was still trying to always do things that were productive and i think it just comes from like my upbringing like my parents were philip filipino immigrants they came here in the 90s so i'm first generation and just hearing their story of my dad being like a rice farmer to now like in america debt-free learning about finance through the day through dave ramsey's program actually and being a physical therapist and now he like owns real estate and he's set up set up his family and like me for success it's like i gotta i gotta one up this <laughs> or like <laughs> yeah. i i have such a good starting point that it would be a shame for me not to take full advantage of the uh, blessings i already have mm. so one thing that helps me is by holding a weekly planning session every week and so what that looks like is me hopping on my uh a journal writing down like what goals I want to accomplish that week, like maybe how many videos I want to upload, how many times I want to work out. And then I'll crack open my Google calendar and actually schedule those things for my week. Even scheduling the times to just hang out with friends or with my wife or, or and dates even so that when I go into the week, I don't have to wonder each and every day what I'm doing, but I've already have a direction and I can know what to plan each day specifically. And that's something that I adopted when I was a missionary for my church because I was sent out to Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, at the time we had to, we had to create our own schedule each and every day. And I didn't want to, you know, not take full advantage of those moments to like share the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody around me. Like we made sure we, we sat down each week together and we planned out our, our week, like very in depth whether it was like lessons with families or time to go knocking on doors, like each hour of the day was planned out. So wow. that's something I, I carried on. Yeah. So what it sounds like you're saying is, look, bottom line is you got to have a vision. You got to have an aim connected to that. You've got to make a plan and you've got to stay very intentional with it. And I think right now that's something, again, even part of my meantime group, like I've got five guys this month we're walking through like hey here's each of our goals that we had for the week month of august and pretty much all of them were like daily things you can do and we have stayed i mean i mean i'm talking we're texting each other as soon as we wake up in the morning hey i'm up i'm up i'm up like we're literally nice. all over each other like so this giant level of accountability to make sure that we're keeping our aim in front of us, we're keeping our plan together, and we're taking steps to do it. And so, I, in a sense, that's also exactly what you're saying too. You know, so I love that. Mm -hmm. So you ask everyday people about money and their opinions. Uh, so what what are yours? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Let me start with this hot take. <laughs> I don't. Uh, when I see a video on Instagram or TikTok about news on stocks or updates with crypto or trading platforms, Robinhood even, I, I tune it out, man. Like that, that stuff is not interesting to me because I don't have time to be researching all these things like with my day-to-day -day life. If it doesn't have to do with boring investments like the mutual funds and index funds I'm in, then I kind of just tune out because it's not really affecting me in any way. And I don't even look at my investments all the time. So 
my whole philosophy and my thought about finance is just to keep it as simple as possible for your lifestyle. And mm. if you can cut out anything that like clouds your your common sense with money, then just avoid it because I feel people I feel like people are too cut up too in like credit cards and credit card points and that whole world. Like we don't have enough time to keep up with this unless that's your right. career. And that's funny because I see a lot a bunch of finance creators who talk about these things, but if you follow the money, they're just doing it because that's their career, you know? Like an everyday person has no business following what they're doing and the news they keep up with because that's their job. Like the person watching is just a teacher <laughs> probably or like a nurse. Yes, just an everyday person. So, so and, and what's funny too is that uh, I see these finance creators, like finance creators like love to defend acts with money that they don't even do. So... Like even when like the student loan forgiveness thing happened where it's, it's no longer happening, instead of sharing their story of how they made money through their own hard work and they like pay these things off and they're in a good place financially, they instead are like pointing people towards like relying on other sources to build wealth for them and not really rely on themselves. So I'm like, why don't you just share your story <laughs> of how you of how you did it, how you were like a homegrown entrepreneur and like you got yourself into a good position because I think that would be more helpful. Yeah, because often the things they talk about are like way risky and it's just, I mean, clickbait, things like that. Uh, so at the end of the day, you're just saying, look, you got to have clarity around your finances. You can do that multiple ways. You keep a budget. You make sure you're not spending things that, you know, fog your vision. Um, I definitely believe that, that's the importance of, and I hit this every single time, having a top of the mountain vision for your life because then that's automatically going to create a vision for your finances. From there, that's how you begin to create your budget. That's how you pull yourself to take the action steps to do it. That's how you remain clear on mm -hmm. your finances, where you're at. Don't complicate it. Don't get three different credit cards. Don't do vacation on credit, like things like that, you know? So totally agree, totally on board. And um, yeah, I love the, I, I think too, you haven't said much about it, but it does feel, and maybe I'm new to your content, but I feel like you're you're doing more yeah. like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be giving a little bit more tips, a little bit more coaching advice, literally on my content as well. And so I think that's good. Keep it up. It's awesome. Mm. So Thanks, let's just glad you noticed subtle. Yeah, dude, of course, I'm all over it. Um, so here's like two really simple questions. You don't have to take a lot of time to answer. Uh, what's maybe the funniest comment? I'm sure I re I've read some of your comments and, you know, it can go a lot of different ways. But what's one of like the funniest yeah. comments you've maybe ever noticed? Um, <laughs> everyone keeps commenting. They're like, Hikaru? Hikaru? Is this Hikaru? So I'm like, who the heck is this guy? So I look him up. It's like a chess grandmaster. And the only reason they comment this is because it's an Asian guy, like, with my haircut and, like, also not full facial hair. <laughs> right. So I'm like, oh. Like, that's okay. it. You don't so even like really video, look that you'll much probably find one of those. I'm going to look him up yeah, no, and see. No, I think they just, yeah, look him up. You'd you be the judge of that. I look way better. That's what's funny. You didn't even know who he was. <laughs> you know, like you didn't yeah, even I'm know like, who he why was. Why do so many people know chess grandmasters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, you guys are, that's such a like true thing. Um, okay. So this might not be specifically your grandparents, but maybe anyone like this, like, 
how do you explain to your grandparents what you do or even to your in-laws as you were about to propose? Yeah, dude, I, I, feel, I, I would put this out there for all my Asian Americans watching. Like, you know, if you're not a doctor or a lawyer, then whatever you're doing is risky. And even being a financial advisor was a risky route too. Luckily, my parents became more open-minded, you know, as they saw the income start, start coming in. So sure. Honestly, yeah. Show it. <laughs> Yeah, but they sell your blue I would, checks. I would just honestly that. describe this as like, yeah, literally. But I would just describe it as like, I do YouTube because even grandparents know YouTube now. They're on that. Yeah. True. Or a lot of people, if they don't feel like talking about their YouTube and TikTok careers, they'll just say, I'm in advertising. <laughs> That's good. That makes that a lot of sense. True. Or you could just say media. Like yeah. I'm in, I'm in media, just broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. I'm a broadcaster. Broadcasting. <laughs> oh, sick, dude. True. Well, hey, man, thanks for hopping on. A, it was just really good to catch up. Um, and I'm glad that we've kind of continued to maintain our friendship from the event. And also, you you said a lot of really encouraging things. I think there's stuff that people could take away, some some tips here, uh, whether it's a career in content creating or just a chasing their dreams. And so I think that's really good. Obviously, again, I'm just touching on the fact that, like you said, hey, I have a very structured work day. Um, I'm not just doing whatever I want. I am free in the sense that it's mine. Um, we didn't even talk about it, but you do now have an agency, I think. So you do have people you're working with that are helping you. Right. Um, and so, yep. Yep. yeah, so you got to maintain communication. You, there's things for you to do. And then the backside of your, the part that's really important, which is your whole life in general, you have, you have practices, you have disciplines and you have priorities. And so you're not just, you know, on a boat hanging out and then maybe shooting a video like you're focused. And so I mm -hmm. think that's what it takes. Um, and so anyway, JC, thanks so much, man. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Uh, yeah. Well, final words, speaking of boats, like you mentioned, <laughs> like when it comes to balancing, like when it comes to balancing everything in life, there's no, like, you're not going to get to a point where you perfectly balance everything. Like I'm evenly doing my family responsibilities, my career, my education, it's more of like when you're rowing a boat, like you're, you're only on one side, you know, you can only mm. paddle on one side at a time. And then once you start seeing you're going a little far off, then you go paddle on the other side when it's, when the time is right. So I, I think of that as how I balance things is I'm just fully present with each thing that I do, or at least this is what I'm trying to do. I, I, I'm fully present in the one thing or one aspect of my life I'm working on. And then when I see it's feeling a little like I'm lacking on the other side, then I'll focus my time and energy onto that as well. Dude, so, that's, that's really good. Final thoughts. That's awesome. Well, thanks for those. And uh, for everybody listening, you can find JC Rodriguez on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. I think those are your three major platforms. And it's fun stuff. And then obviously yeah, I'll starting be starting a podcast. And you're starting a podcast. Sick, dude. Cool. Well, name? if you ever need a if you ever need a guest, just let me know. Um, anyway, okay. I uh, thanks for hopping on, dude, and we'll talk soon. All right. Well, that is a wrap for my conversation with JC today. I hope that it encouraged you. I hope that you got to hear a little bit about his life, and maybe there's some connecting pieces that you say, hey, you know what, I have some familiarity, or there's a couple of things that I can start to do to incorporate the things that he did, or whatever it might be. Hopefully, in some type of way, it encouraged you. 
If uh, it did, like always, feel free to share or rate this episode. Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram. It's basically where I live, at Timmy underscore Riggs. And then I'm on Facebook and trying to get YouTube going a little bit more. And uh, yeah, so follow along there or head over to thetimmyriggs.com and check out anything I got going up over there. So with all that said, hope you have a great day and I hope you're enjoying here while you're working to get there in the meantime.